If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 492. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast, find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, McClanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to McClanahanAcademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses through that email list. I've got a new course out, Originalist Papers, Part 4. You're going to want it. Also, you can support the show by buying one of my books. My latest is The Jeffersonian Tradition. It's an awesome book. You want to get that also, Southern Scribblings. But I've got many other books out. Um, and so pick up one of those books. If you want my autograph on those books, get a book plate. Just click on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Click on the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. And as always, share the podcast around on social media. Rate it wherever you get your podcast. Let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. And this podcast is available on all major podcast streams. So you want to get out there and pick it up wherever you get that podcast. It's there for you. Okay, let's talk about the topic. And this comes from... An article I saw in The Blaze. And if you haven't been following, of course, we're in cancel culture, woke, the woke environment. Everything is coming down. There's a couple of things I want to talk about in this particular episode, which I find absolutely fascinating. Because this is what's happening with history, right? This is the real problem with the American historical profession. I'm going to give you a parallel to this. And the accusations made against another important American figure... And also, the end of this article, there's some things brought up, too, about Abraham Lincoln. But I want to read the headline. This is a couple of days ago. University of Wisconsin removes Boulder from campus after students say the rock is a symbol of racism. <clears throat> Citing one news article from 1925. <laughs> okay. So the important part is the last thing. Citing one news article from 1925. Now, I'm going to read this article, and I'm going to get to that important point because that is a key to everything here, right? So that rock is racist. Now, the Babylon Bee, if you've ever gone there, they, I mean, they, they lead the way in pointing out where culture is going by just kind of putting their finger in the air, wetting their finger, sticking in the air, and saying, yeah, this is where the left is going. These people are this stupid. And in this particular case, I mean... They had a, a, a parody the other day, you know, scientists are concerned that Americans are going to run out of things to call racist. Well, I mean, now Iraq is racist, right? We know milk is racist. We know, And, of course, there was this embarrassing episode from the media the other day with the Colorado Rockies um, and what, what that, you know, that whole thing, if you've been following that at all. But, I mean, that was embarrassing for the media because they got it wrong the entire time. And, of course, people have, oh, oh well, we made a mistake. But nobody's seeing the mistake. Nobody's, nobody's really, they just kind of delete it and go on because they did the drive-by. And as somebody pointed out, the guy that was accused of this offense should be, 
you know, suing for a hundred trillion dollars. You should just knock out every single, every single media outlet for this. I mean, they he should put them all out of business. That would be the suitable thing to do. But let's get into this. This is rock, okay? The University of Wisconsin removed a large boulder from its Madison campus on Friday because two student groups complained that the rock was a symbol of racism. <laughs> Just before 7 a.m. on Friday, crews began securing straps of the Chamberlain Rock on the top of Observatory Hill at the UW-Madison campus in Madison, Wisconsin. A crane was used to load the boulder on a flatbed truck, which trans- transported the rock to another location. <laughs> so, that rock... That rock is terrible. That rock is a symbol of my oppression and racism. This is just, this is how stupid all this stuff is getting. We all know statues don't do any of this, but I mean, that's for individuals. This is a rock. The boulder is named after Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, a 19th century geologist and former university president. The university excavated the 42-ton boulder and placed it on top of Observatory Hill to honor Chamberlain. The boulder is a rare Large example of pre-Cambrian-era glacial erratic that experts say is likely over 2 billion years old. It was carried by glaciers from as far north as Canada and dumped on Observatory Hill along with billions of tons of other debris when ice receded from the state about 12,000 years ago, according to the Wisconsin State Journal. So this is a rock that is geologically significant, right? And so the guy that, it was a Chamberlain, he was a, Geologist, university presidents named after him. Here's a rock that did nothing. The rock was just deposited by a glacier. But it's a symbol. It's a symbol of racism. It, you can't make up this kind of silly stupidness that these people are involved in nowadays. You really can't. And the fact that the universities capitulate to all this kind of stuff shows you how stupid the universities have become. They should have just said, no, shut up. We're not moving the rock. You just shut up. Just go away. Shut up and go away. No, shut up is the response to most. I mean, look, this is it. No, shut up. And when they keep saying it, no, shut up. No, shut up. Just no, shut up. Stop acting like a bunch of petulant little children and go away. However, one news article from nearly 100 years ago was referred to the rock as a racial, I'm sorry, referred to the rock as a racial slur. Now the rock, so the rock must go. A Wisconsin State Journal story from 1925 called the rock a derogatory name for black people, which ignited a campaign to have the boulder removed, despite the report that historians have not found any other time that the slur was used in regard to the Chamberlain Rock. So, one time in one news story from 1925, Almost 100 years ago, it's used, a racial slur is used, but there's no evidence anywhere else of any time of this being done. Now, let me draw a parallel to that. Robert E. Lee has been accused by the left of doing all kinds of things at, while president of Washington Lee University of bad things, right? He encouraged the formation of Ku Klux Klan groups. He did nothing to stop racial violence. Do you want to know where all of that evidence, quote unquote, comes from? It comes from one letter from one student to his mother. That's it. One letter from one student to his mother. While the minutes of the the faculty minutes from the school directly contradict it. 
But yet, historians will say, well, Lee did this and Lee did that because this one doof-lunky that went to the school, who we don't, the guy was probably an antisocial dork who no one wanted to hang out with, so he made all these accusations against the, the other kids that were the cool kids, uh, that they were doing these things, Mommy. The Mommy, look what they're doing, which are probably not true. But anyways, one letter disparages Lee's character, calls into question what Lee was doing when the faculty minutes are directly against it. So who are you going to believe? Lee, who, <laughs> who <laughs> said these things aren't happening. And actually, there's evidence that he worked the exact opposite of what the stupid student said. And the faculty minutes are one letter. In this case, what are you going to believe? One newspaper article. We know how reliable newspaper stories are. Or the overwhelming evidence that none of this was ever said any other time. Which one are we going to believe? Well, in 2021, you believe the one idiot or the one newspaper article and everything else be damned. That's the real problem with all of this. Intelligent people need to start saying, hey, look, you're going to cite one letter. Hey, I got an idea for you. No, shut up. That's what they should say. The Black Student Union and Wonk Sheik, an indigenous student organization on campus, started a campaign to remove the rock last summer. The student group called for the school's administration to remove the racist rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that rock, this inanimate object, is racist. Because somebody said it was in 1925, but there's no other evidence anywhere else. So the rock, an inanimate object, like a statue, an inanimate object, is somehow racist. You think about the, the gymnastics, the mental gymnastics someone has to go through in this to even come up with this stuff. How clown world stupid this stuff is. In January, UW-Madison Chancellor Rebecca Blank approved the Chamberlain Rock to be relocated, but the Wisconsin Historical Society needed to sign off on the removal because the boulder was located within 15 feet of a Native American burial site. The Wisconsin Historical Society gave permission to remove the rock last week. So here's the problem. you got idiots in university administrative positions, which is generally the case, and then you have idiots in the Wisconsin, Wisconsin Historical Society doing this too. They could have said, hey, guess what? No, shut up. But the problem is you've got a bunch of establishment idiots in these historical societies who are just the woke leftists that come out of the universities who are going to go along with it. You see, the historical profession is saturated with stupidity. This is the real issue here. The Wisconsin Historical Society and the tribe support the placement of an important artifact on university-owned land, Kara O'Keefe, Wisconsin Historical Society spokesperson said. Its placement does not cause an adverse impact on any cultural or historical resources. Juliana Bennett, a senior and campus representative on the Madison City Council, said removing the rock would allow the BIPOC students to begin healing. Begin healing over what? If nobody, I mean, if they didn't know that 1925 newspaper article existed, would anybody have even brought this up? Because obviously... Nobody ever said anything like this in the next hundred years. So, where is the damage being done? Are they, is this prohibiting these students from going to class or making good grades or being part of the university student body? Is it, is it doing any of that? Obviously not. This is how stupid all this is. This moment is about the students, past and present, that relentlessly advocated for the removal of this racist monument. Racist monument to what? To what? I mean, 
for years. Nobody said it was a racist monument. I, I mean, if you can't go back, let's say, we'll just go back 50 years. Did anybody during the Civil Rights Movement stand in front of the thing and say, hey, this rock is a symbol of racism, and we support it for racism? I mean, did anybody, or we're against it. Did anybody do that? No, nobody did that because nobody saw it that way except a big, fat, 42-ton boulder sitting there from as a geological specimen of a different time in Wisconsin history. That's it. That's what people saw it as. Uh, you, I mean, how ridiculous. Now is a moment for all of us BIPOC students to breathe a sigh of relief, to be proud of our endurance, and to begin, <laughs> to begin healing. <laughs> to be proud of our endurance? What, for a year you went and called some people and said, hey, that rock makes me feel bad, so you need to get rid of it? What are you enduring? What are you enduring? I mean, this stuff is is laughable. It's so stupid, it's laughable. What have you been enduring there? You're going to a university. You've gotten into the school. They're not prohibiting you from going to class or doing anything. But what are you enduring? I, I can't figure this out. Where is the oppression? There's none there. It's not, I mean, it's not like it's 1963 in Alabama and you can't go into the school. Or, I mean, take your pick of some other uh, egregious violation of civil rights. Nothing like that's happening here. There's nothing like that going on. Kenneth Owens, a Madison resident of 20 years, said he was happy to see The Rock go. It's not The Rock's fault that it got a, that terrible and unfortunate nickname. Well, wait a second. Has it had that nickname for a long time? Or is it just because of one... <laughs> One article from 1925. I'm a little confused here. If they can't find any evidence that it was called anything else any other time, and nobody's come forward and said that, well, how did it get this nickname? Did anybody know that nickname? Or is it just this one, one time that it was called something and nobody else said anything about it? I, I'm, I'm, really con I'm really confused by this. But the fact is... The fact that it's being moved shows that the world is getting a little better today. Yes, because that rock. That rock was causing all kinds of problems. Every time that rock was there, people couldn't go to class. They couldn't get good grades. They couldn't do anything because of that rock that nobody knew the history of because nobody said these things for 100 years. But hey, now that we know it was there 100 years ago, well, I mean, that made it hard for me to do my job today as a student. I've mentioned this before. I'll never forget. There was a, you know, a student in an Alabama uh, college uh, named after John C. Calhoun, and there was a rabble rouser from Yale that came down and interviewed her and said, "How do you feel about going to a school named after a slave owner like John C. Calhoun?" And we up, basically up in Yale, we're we're trying to take care of that, trying to get that name off this building up there. And the student, a young African American girl, said, "You mean to tell me that there are people that can't go to class because of the name on the building?" Almost like. Are you all that stupid at Yale that you can't do that? You're that smart. You're that stupid. She said, I don't, I don't care. I just want to go to class. Yeah. That's generally what most normal people think. Right? So these people are abnormal. Thomas Crowder Chamberlain will receive a new plaque in a building already named after him. The boulder has been moved to publicly accessible land near Lake uh, Canosa, that is owned by the University of Wisconsin, where it can be used for educational purposes by the Geoscience Department. 
Removing the rock as a monument is a in a prominent location prevents further harm to our community while preserving the rock's educational research value for our current and future students. Gary Brown, the university's director of campus planning and landscape Ar- architecture, said, <laughs> "As a monument, and a uh, prevents further harm to how are people being harmed? Is this thing rolling over on top of them? I mean, it can't even move. Nobody's the rock hasn't fallen on anybody. It's just sitting on the ground." Brown said the estimate cost removal is about fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> which was funded by private donations. So, I mean, that just shows you how stupid enough pri- fifth people paid. Private individuals paid their own money to move a rock that nobody knew was named that at all for 100 years. But they paid their money to do it. That's just, I mean, if people have that kind of money, I mean, what the heck is going on here to do something so stupid? Now, here's the end of the piece. In June 2020, student groups at the University of Wisconsin demanded that an Abraham Lincoln statue be removed. The student groups claim that the statue of Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, who issued the Emancipation Proclamation, is anti-black and anti-Native American. Well, those, those, those last two things are true. That, that's, that would be more uh, in line with something that it's a person, right, that, that advocated these things than a rock. But regardless, I don't think any of this stuff should be removed. But here's a student quote. I just think he did, you know, some good things. The bad things that he's done definitely outweigh them. University Wisconsin Black Student Union President Nayla McWhorter told the Badger Herald, and I do want the 100% removal of the statue. I don't want it to be removed, moved somewhere or anything like that. I want it removed. The school rejected the request to move it. So we're not going to remove Lincoln, but a rock? We're not going to remove the statue of a guy that did... Uh, advocate uh, for the inequality of the races and uh, ordered execution of American Indians and all these kind of things. We're not we're not going to do that. We're not going to take that down. But a rock that somebody gave a slur a hundred years ago that nobody knew about, we can remove that. So I mean, it shows you how stupid all this is. People are going to pick and choose. The rock was an easy target. Just like if this was a Confederate monument, it'd been gone, right? Because it's a rock. Who cares? Abraham Lincoln, though, that's our guy. We can't. We have to stop at Abraham Lincoln. But you see, it also shows these people aren't going to stop at a rock. They're going to want Abraham Lincoln. They're going to want Chamberlain's name taken off the building eventually. They'll come up with some reason to do that. You just have to say, no, shut up. They said, no, shut up to Lincoln. They should have said, no, shut up to the rock. And that would have been it. But you see, you give them an inch, you let them put their foot in the door, and they're going to bang it wide open, and they're going to take everything else down, too. This is the problem with cancel culture. So um, Lincoln statue should be there. The rock should be there. None of that should have come down. It should all be there, right? You want more monuments than other people? And fine, fine, put more monuments up. Do other things. That's great. Let's talk about the entirety of American history, the good and the bad, all the things about it. That's fine. But don't take stuff down or take things away because particularly when it's one source. This is the real problem with history. One source being used to say that this thing is so bad and should go. That's the major issue with all of this. Uh, and I, like I said, it was, it's been done to Lee. Uh, we could probably go through other instances in the modern cancel, woke cancel culture where there's not a whole lot of evidence for one thing or another. But uh, decisions are being made based on very shoddy, very uh, inconsequential evidence, not even substantial evidence, and yet this person's got to go. Or, for example, 
uh, the, removing the statue of Matthew Fontaine Mari, who was uh, the scientist of the seas. Now, of course, he was also in the Confederacy. But here is the most important oceanographer in the history of the United States, in the history of the world in many cases. Uh, but because he was in the Confederacy and because he, he didn't own any slaves himself, he was generally anti-slavery, but um, he uh, had a view of the expansion of slavery, a different kind of view. He thought that slaves should be removed to South America as slaves and used there as kind of American colonies, uh, slave colonies, which, by the way, the Puritans did. I mean, they a lot of the Puritans had interests and in investments in Caribbean plantations, um, I mean, this was something going on, but Murray advocated that. And you have this this uh, socialist named Matthew Carp who's written this book on American slave expansion. Uh, but anyways, you've got Murray now taken down by the direction of the governor, one of the most important men in American history. I wonder, and, and John Charles Fremont. Uh, John Charles Fremont, who was uh, certainly a Union veteran, uh, was the guy that came up with the 40 acres and a mule uh, position of the Union government. But yet he also slaughtered hundreds, if not thousands, of American Indians in California. Uh, so now he is going to be canceled at some point. I'm sure of it. Uh, they, they can't let that stand. Um, so, I mean, where do we stop all this stuff? Where do we stop with all of the cancel culture? It's a very good question, and I'm not sure. I think, I mean, I know where it's going to stop. The left wants to remove it all. They want to start at year one. This is, this is kind of a, a Cambodian communist transformation of America or a French revolutionary transformation of America, which we saw there. I mean, they started at year one. We get rid of all the old. We start at year one, and this is when America begins again. Barack Obama said in 2009, we're going to continue remaking America. But I think even he was behind the times there. I mean, when you've got lefties like uh, Bill Maher coming out and saying this stuff is just absolutely Stalinist, and it is, it's time for people to start waking up and saying the cancel culture is no shut up. It's got to go. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next time for the next one. See you then.